Before we get started, I wanted to let you know that the Women's Social Club chapters are open now in Atlanta, Boston, Charlotte, Chicago, D.C., Denver, Jacksonville, Florida, Memphis, Miami, New York City, Pasadena, California, Wilmington, North Carolina, with multiple chapters in Raleigh, North Carolina, and the surrounding areas. If you're in those cities, come join us at thewomensocialclub.co. And if you don't hear your location, visit our website and click start your own chapter. We'll see you soon and let's get to the show. of the response I get for this concept has been positive. And it's, for the most part, it's women when I say RBF and they sort of give me that look like, please tell me you mean resting bitch face is the name. And I say, yes, 99% say that is so funny. That's so fabulous. Let me tell you about a time that someone told me I'd be prettier if I smiled at Trader Joe's. To all my hustlers, dreamers, love dealers, I'm that kind of girl. Work hard, play hard, for my own heart, might just rule the world. Welcome to the Women's Social Club, a women supporting women group where we make it easier to connect with new friends and our communities while supporting local women-owned businesses. I'm Hannah Weisberg, founder and CEO of WSC, And on the show today, I have the privilege of talking to someone who has become a true friend, and I wouldn't have met her if it wasn't for our community of women. In 2021, Tiffany Welton moved here from Arizona and needed to make friends. Her partner, Michael, heard about the Women's Social Club, and she decided to give it a shot. It's not that I'm comfortable just jumping in to new groups of people. It's more been a it's just what I've had to do. And it's been a huge part of my job. And I think a, a huge part of how I've probably done well in my jobs is just kind of taking a deep breath and walking in. And there are times I've walked into rooms where I felt so uncomfortable, felt judgment, felt like I wasn't able to find someone to talk to in even an awkward way, finding the nearest bar to find a drink in my hand <laughs> so I don't feel awkward. But I think that's been a huge part of my journey in my in my work is just having to walk into rooms, comfortable or not, and do something with it. I remember that event well. After the presentation, I had a chance to sit down with Tiffany and she told me about her idea for a champagne bar, which of course I loved. We don't have a concept like that in the Raleigh area. But what really got my attention was the name of the bar, RBF. So RBF is resting bitch face. And I was a little nervous as I was to (laughs) drop that. And it's also been fun throughout the process trying to explain to typically older gentlemen of why I need to name my wine bar resting bitch face (laughs) Um, has been an adventure in itself. But, you know, I came up with it. As I mentioned, it's, I've, I've been in business development for 20 years. I was on executive leadership teams, very wide range of industries that I've worked in, and a lot of them have been male-dominated. I remember many different parts of my career. People are happy. I'm doing well. My numbers are wonderful. And a fee- piece of feedback I would still get is, you could be a little more positive. You could smile a little bit Mm. more. And I don't consider myself this negative person. I I really just dig into emotions and I'm not afraid to be sad or be angry or be vulnerable in a lot of different ways. And so it was always confusing to me because it was just so strange. And for me in these male dominated industries, no one's asking them to. Um, And on the same token, 
I have met girlfriends that are really naturally perky, should you say, and they smile a lot and it's sort of their natural sitting face and not, (laughs) and their bosses would say almost the same thing of, except no one's going to take you seriously. You smile too much. You look like an idiot and you need to act more serious or else no one is going to take you seriously. Yeah. So it's completely different feelings, but getting the same message. And so my whole thing is we're always trying to be put into a box that doesn't actually exist. Mm -hmm. And it's always about having to change parts of who we are. So when I came up with this idea, true story, I actually had a dream that I had a wine bar named RBF, but that that was (laughs) part of the reason of this. But I really wanted to create a place where it felt different than other places. It was a place of safety and connection. And it's not just about coming in and popping the bottles, but it's it's coming in and connecting with people and really taking the time to learn each other's stories Mm -hmm. and realizing that we are far more similar than we are different. And even in those differences, we can explore them. We can talk about them. We can really truly understand each other on a completely different way. And even if we can never get to the place of you know, agreeing or changing our opinions on things, you go in with a different respect of somebody. And so I think just with all the experience that probably mo- most women have, women of color in careers and in jobs and just these big to little like microaggressions that we face in male dominated industries and female dominated industries, there's something that connects us all. And it's all about having to change parts of who we are. I love that. And I could not agree more. It was the funniest thing. I was coming home from the gym this week and I was stopped at a stoplight and I don't have like a resting perky face. I mean, a lot of times I have 25,000 thoughts going on in my brain at one time. So I was sitting in my car thinking through the things at the stoplight and this guy crosses in front of me and drives by and he's like, hey, you need to smile. (laughs) And I literally, the rage. The rage. And I'm like, just let me, just let me be. Let me think about this (laughs) embarrassing thing that happened in fourth grade that is coming back to me at this very particular moment. I was in Trader Joe's, same thing. I was just Mm -hmm. in this job and it was so hard and it was, it weighed on everything that was going on with me. It affected my relationship, it affected every single day. It was just an extremely difficult situation. And a man told me to, he said I'd be prettier if I smiled more. And again, the rage. And I always ask, why are we being told that? Why are, no one's going up to men and saying, you know what, you would be more handsome should you smile more. And it just absolutely astounds me in in those types of places. And there was a situation at a job I was at prior to where I was in grad school. My job was very much 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I was full-time grad student. I was in some meeting I probably didn't need to be in. And I'm like typing like a crazy person, like that cat on the piano, you know, that yes. um, doing that. <laughs> and one of the guys that worked there kind of like waved me down. I probably looked at up, up at him with like the rage in my eyes of already like, what do you want? And he pointed at me, pointed at himself and then his mouth and then smiled. <gasps> so he kind of mansplained smiling to me, for which was already kind of ragey. Yes. Um, but it was just... Why? And it just, it it makes me feel so angry that women just always are told we have to be performative Mm -hmm. in everything that we're doing. If you're sitting there in your car thinking about your list, my God, you are allowed to sit in your car and think about your list. So 
it's it's in those things where there's just so many pieces of it that absolutely bother me and, and really enrage me. And so hello, hence a champagne bar called RBF. In the Women's Social Club, you coming, brand new. I mean, one of the first stops you made when you were coming to Raleigh, it can be intimidating like we were talking about walking into a group of people. But with the Women's Social Club specifically, like, what would you say to people who are thinking about coming or networking in general? Like, mm-hmm. what was your experience like walking in? Besides the fact that I was 45 minutes late <sighs> walking in, there was like a moment where it like, you know, I walked in, people were speaking. And so it didn't feel so intimidating at that moment where I needed to find somebody very quickly. But what I've told people before, because I've actually had people that I've referred to the group as to what they would do that felt the intimidation to even mm-hmm. walk in. Um, I say either message you or you're going to get one of the ambassadors, one of the team leaders and just say, hey, I'm coming for the first time. Can I just find you quickly and be able just to like yes. hold hands with you for a minute? And just so I this, this stuff is really intimidating to me it's okay. They're going to be like, hell yeah, I'll do the thing. Like it's, that's the point of it. They Mm -hmm. want, you guys want people to come in and feel comfortable and feel at ease. And if they have one person like coming in, do the thing, you know? And at the end of the day, what I really appreciate for what you guys do is you kind of are on the alert. You're on the alert for people that are guests, new people that you haven't seen before, and really trying to hone in on that and ask if they have any questions and introduce them to people right away. And I think that was, really what happened when I got there and started talking to you and anybody that came up, you're like, oh, this is, um, this is Kaz, this is Lauren, this is just anybody who came up really making sure, like getting those quick introductions to see where those conversations went from there. So I think it's, I, I'm kind of somebody who's like, take, you know, take that ownership, even if it's, even if you're scared, like Mm -hmm. it's okay, be vulnerable. Say like, this is pretty terrifying for me to like walk in and do something new like this. Tell them, tell, tell, yes, reach out and have those types of conversations and your group will take care of them in that way. And it is scary. And I think just going and knowing that everybody else is scared, even the people that have been doing this for a long time, it sometimes feels intimidating, but the great thing about the girls and the women that you've brought in to either lead or that are a part of it, really take the time to reach out to other people and to go up to other people and make sure that they're comfortable, they're good, ask them a question, where they're from, how they got here, their job, their stuff, their things. And yeah. so, because I, th- I think we're all in the same boat. So yes. I, I that would be my advice is be vulnerable and ask. break to tell you about our sponsor industrious industrious is your all-in-one solution for co-working private offices and on-demand meeting space with over 160 locations globally industrious is committed to providing an unparalleled work experience all-inclusive amenities and flexible terms to support teams of all sizes and stages Just like Women's Social Club, Industrious is all about community and connection, and maybe some happy hours as well. Head on over to industriousoffice.com and use promo code WSC for a free week of co-working. That's industriousoffice.com, promo code WSC. All right, let's get back to the show. 
So like in this process of getting your name out there, you've been all over the place, which is a huge part of the inspiring part of your journey. So you're new to North Carolina. You're new to Cary. I mean, literally you moved here one year ago. I mean, I'm from here, left, came back, but putting yourself out there in a place that you are from is different than putting yourself out there in a place where you're brand new. Do you think it's been easier because you've been brand new to the state to put yourself out there because it's like starting fresh? Mm -hmm. Or do you feel like it's almost been, it's been harder because you had to start from scratch? You know, I think it's a little bit of both. I think it's just throw caution to the wind, see if this works. If I'm going to do the thing, do the thing big. But it is like why you have a, a this business anyway. It's hard as an adult to make friends. And I think it's been easier in the way of like, I have nothing to lose. I have nothing to lose. I've done things like this before in regards to networking and having to walk into rooms of people that I don't know. And I can do that and I can speak on my topic because I'm passionate about it. And um, I, I feel like I've always been able to put myself even in career paths where I am passionate about something. So I think I'm used to speaking in that way. It's still difficult because it's a group of new people. Yeah. And it was an idea of, okay, calling a wine bar resting bitch face. Were people going to feel this was offensive? Were they not going to get it? Were they going to think this is, I mean, I'm from Arizona now and this is, this is the South. Uh, I'm like, was I going to make someone grasp their pearls? Like I <laughs> did not know <laughs> all my stars. Um, I did not know how it was going to be received. And so there was a lot of fear with it. So I think it's easy to just do it yeah. and know that the more people that hear about it, the more opportunities that would come up from it. Is it more difficult when I left a market where I did really know a lot of people based on prior experiences and where it might have been easier in a way to gather a group. Yeah. I think it's just, it's, it's a little bit of both, I would say for sure, but all in all relatively terrifying, Yes, <laughs> but I'm, I'm really glad of how it's worked out so far and the people that I've met and people that are really excited about my concept and what I'm doing. And it's really and in my my life of not being able to take compliments very well, and I think it's probably an all around female thing. Sometimes yes. it's very difficult just to say thank you. This is a huge brainchild of mine, and it's truly terrifying to be vulnerable about it. So I think almost that's the hardest part is almost accepting those compliments and accepting people's excitement in that way. I mean, it's really gaining traction. Everyone's so excited about it, and you know, in addition to having a place to grab drinks with your girlfriend, your friends, your family, like doing events and all of that. And it really being like a place for community. I know we can't wait to host events there <laughs> with like Women's Social Club. It's going to be one of our places, one of our like clubhouses. I, I literally can't wait. Me too. I know what you mean when it's like, I mean, I'm from here, but it was scary. I felt like when I lived in New York and Boston and, and those places, I was brand new. So I didn't have to, I mean, I could start fresh. I could reinvent myself. I could be, you know, who I really felt like I wanted to be. Whereas even now, I mean, when I drive around Raleigh, it's crazy. It looks nothing like it used to. And there's so much that's changed. But, you know, there's like, 
I remember in high school, like this mean girl did this to me over here. And like, you know, there's like triggering things. And so it is kind of scary doing Women's Social Club and putting myself out there because the whole basis of this community is built on the fact of like having the hardest time, not just as an adult, but growing up, you know, I had mean girls in high school. It was absolutely terrible. And then in college, I found my best friend in the whole world and she still is my best friend, but I've always had just her Mm -hmm. as like my main female friend. And when I moved to New York, I made an amazing family of girlfriends there who are still my Mm -hmm. family, but we live all over the world. So like, Mm -hmm. it was really hard for me to say, so I have trouble making friends. (laughs) Does anyone want to come hang out with me? And that's really scary and has been a journey for Mm -hmm. sure. So I think one of the things that's nice is like in the community, other people coming in and relating to us, each other, and being like, so when you're like, oh, you help me point me in these directions and connect me to these people. I mean, people have done that for me, like in the group. It's Mm -hmm. gotten us to where we are now simply because of people sharing and connecting instead of holding it to ourselves. Because if you succeed, that's going to hinder my success. And I feel like that's what a lot of us are groomed to think and believe. So the more that we realize, like, actually working together, it actually helps us both. And it's more fun. Absolutely. I, I totally agree with you. I, I, think we were just always taught that there's not, there were, there was limited seats at the table and we had to compete with one one another to get one of those seats. And I've always said like, I'm going to build a whole new damn table because it's even when you offer additional seats at the original one, there's still, I think Mm -hmm. old mentalities that stay there. And for me, it's like, I want to throw that all out the window. And I think probably back to your original question of what, what else has been hard. I love being a resource for people. Like it, it goes to, okay, I need a gynecologist. I would like to share with you like a great gynecologist, like, because those are how, like, we need those types of things. We it's, no one wants to just pull up Google and find things like that, but I want to be resourceful to people. But one thing that I probably didn't even realize necessarily when I left Arizona, I was there for 11 years and one of my best girlfriends, right when she came to help us move and pack the U-Haul and she said, the one thing that I've learned from you and the one thing that totally embodies who you are is your ability to connect people. Mm-hmm. And I had to sit and think and th- sit and think on that for a little bit of my time, I spent a little time in Austin, Texas, little time in Orlando, a lot of time in Portland and just my time as an adult. And I was always that person. It was like, let's have a gathering. I bring work people. I bring friends from here. I bring friends that I went to college with trying to bring everybody together to find some type of commonality, even if I'm the thing that connects everybody. Mm -hmm. And every time like I leave a market, I'm like, could you guys all just hang out together? Like just hang out without me. It's okay. You guys can all do it. You like all enjoy yourself. Please do that. And I even prefer to be a little bit more behind the scenes. Yes. I, I like to connect people and have them take things away and meet somebody that has changed their life in some way or learn something new. And those are the things that I just thrive on. And that's just such a huge thing of what I hope to do with our BF is to be like, you have to meet Hannah. She, you have to join this club. It's awesome. But she's also been in the area a long time and 
she knows somebody that like will help you with this and this and this. Yes. I really like to be that person because it makes somebody feel, I think, a little less alone in yes. whatever that is. So that's a, I think that's, that's a huge thing for everybody. Nobody, people want to feel heard. People want to be seen and people don't want to feel like they're dealing with something alone. Yes. So with naming a champagne bar RBF, even amongst like women in the community, I know you've like, you've been so busy and being a part of a bunch of different activities and um, opportunities and social opportunities and things like that. What has been like the hardest part in putting yourself, has it been like with women, with other women? Like what's that response been like? I would say 99% of the response I get for this concept has been positive. Yes. And it's, for the most part, it's women when I say RBF and they sort of give me that look like, please tell me you mean resting bitch face is the yes. name. And I say, yes, 99% say that is so funny. That's so fabulous. Let me tell you about a time that someone told me I'd be prettier if I smiled at Trader Joe's. And I yes. think the funny part has been with men is they don't know what it necessarily means. And so getting to explain it to them and <laughs> uh, which is even better. And so our construction company that we're working with, um, JD Beam and our the guys that we're working with are fabulous. And they're just the sweetest guys. And they've just been absolutely tremendous to work with. And it was, we had been working with them for months now and we're, we're in their office and we're going through like the last stages of our plans and we're going line item by line item and it ends. And, um, one of the guys, he's like, I've got to ask you, I've been real curious this entire time. Oh my God. He, he said, he said he had gone to the Google and he's like, I'd gone to the Google. Does it mean what I think it means? I said, Yes, Tim, resting bitch face. Yes. He said, I knew the Google was right. And, but like being, being able to explain even something, just sort of the things that women have to deal with and sort of those microaggressions that we have to face sometimes mm -hmm. on a daily basis. I think a lot of people don't think a lot of those things through. I, don't, I think it's, they've existed and haven't taken the time to realize that some actions are problematic. So for me, I am damn okay with educating, you yeah. know, and saying where, where some of those things are offensive and it's so unnecessary. So I love being able to take those comments and teach somebody mm -hmm. something about it. And so I think, I think for the most part, the response has been great. Yeah. Um, do I think some people maybe like are a little, uh, like I said, like hold, oh, all my stars. Yeah. <laughs> grasping their pearls um, that I've included the, you know, Included bitch in the name of uh, yes. my wine bar. Does yes. it seem nuts? Probably so. Some days I do even worry that people won't see kind of the humor in it. But really, at the end of the day, I've gotten such fabulous feedback that I cannot, I really can't complain. I feel like it makes me want to immediately buy merch. <laughs> oh, it's coming. Girlfriend. I cannot wait. There are so many fun things like ideas I know you've been looking mm -hmm. at. I cannot wait. And one thing I was just thinking about when we were sitting here is I don't know, they have them at some restaurants or bars where you can like take pictures and put them on a wall. Having some wall where like people could come in and like do a fate, like picture by themselves or with their friends and then just having like the wall of fame with all of the, the people that come in and visit. We will definitely have a wall of fame. Yes. Um, so I've been taking photos of friends. Yeah. <laughs> 
Brand, I've seen them on uh, Instagram. You have, um, <laughs> there was one random lady who, I don't even know how we started talking at some point. Somehow we got into the topic of RBF and she said, oh my gosh, my whole family tells me I have one. I said, let's snap a picture. <laughs> and I mean, I've taken them of babies, of cats, of dogs, of humans. And so they will definitely be scattered throughout the space. Yes. And then uh, the wall of fame where I want it to be rotating. Yeah. So part of when people come in for private events and things like that too, I, I always want to incorporate those things in, but I want people to feel encouraged to take them out in the wild. Yes. Um, I think those are where they're most natural. So what I love about this, and I can take it back to my partner, Michael, he, so he was originally my leadership coach before we started dating. Whoops. And <laughs> Um, whoopsie daisy. And uh, so he <laughs> noticed like, cause you know, we started following each other on Instagram and apparently I do a pose in photos. Mm. And so he referred to it as the Welton pose and we're, oh, every, God. I yes. know it's so bad, we but all like, do uh, it. we all do it. It's the worst, but uh, just like a good angle anyway. <laughs> um, so, but a lot of people made this the Welton pose and would make fun of me all the time for it. So that was his thing of making fun of the Welton poses. We have so many photos of us doing the Welton pose prior to us dating. So when we started dating, he said, send me like when I'd be someplace, he's like, send me a photo without you doing the Welton pose. And I would just like make a face and put my arms down. And he just, he was like, Oh my God, it's fabulous. And so he's, he's the sweetest of all the nerds and um, just adore him so much. But I think that's one thing that I really like about it. It takes the pose, the filter, the kissy face, the kissy face, oh my the ducky God. face, yeah. the peace sign, the hand on the hip, the angles. It takes it out of it where I feel like it take. I love these photos so much. We'll, we'll eventually go to where you can follow me on Instagram, but yes. I post a lot of them on there. People send me pictures of their baby, like doing like their best RBF. It feels so natural. It feels so authentic mm-hmm. and it's taking all that wrapping pictures away and just making it so different. And I absolutely love them and people get really into it. I'm kind of, I'm kind of down with it. So it's definitely going to be a piece that comes rolling into RBF and I'm excited about it. So tell us about the actual space. So how big is it? What can people expect Mm -hmm. to do there? What are you, you have so many plans and dreams, so I want to know it all. What I really wanted, um, my favorite place is like Corsica, South of France. And so I love a good neutral, um, like greens and blues and browns. So all really comfortable seating, just a couple of tables, but mostly couches and love seats and chairs and um, great outdoor furniture. I wanted to bring a really good ambiance. And so I, I just love wine bars where you walk in and you just feel comfortable. You feel good. Mm -hmm. And um, we'll have like a beautiful preserved moss wall, uh, all the RBF photos combined with like really like probably like intense feminist photos also with like old school champagne photos. It's a fun mixture. Um, But outdoor, it was very important for me to have a dog friendly patio because I have a perfect pup named Phoebe that needs to be, um, I'm already calling her my sommelier. So Phoebe, the RBF sommelier. Um, so outdoors, great outdoor seating, comfortable couches, two community tables on the patio as well. So what I really wanted to is for people to just sit together, mm-hmm. two different groups, whether it's on the couch seating or on the tables, be able to come together. And even if they never interact, it's, it's just giving people a chance to meet somebody new and 
and create a different level of conversation. The patio will have um, like Edison lights strung up. Oh, and so it'll, yeah. and we're on the other side of Chatham Street in downtown Cary. So we have like these big, beautiful trees. And um, so a little bit off of the beaten path. Um, but inside, again, we'll be very comfortable um, of greens and blues and browns and uh, types of events that we'll have there. I definitely want to have some tastings. Yes. For me, I think sometimes wine and champagne can be a little intimidating to people. And I think it's because people that know wine, typically they just they just know so much about it. And it's like, you should taste this here strawberry or raspberry or right. grass or whatever that is. And I really want people to experience it on a different level of being able to understand it and find out what they really do taste in that way. And also a huge part for me as well is I think champagne has always been something that has felt very exclusive. And what I want to do is make it more inclusive. Really at the end of the day, it's not about the big champagne houses and Vouve. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I think it's about some of the smaller growers and women actually um, run about 70% 70 70 of champagne. Oh. And so, and some of it is these little mom and pop family growers and that have been doing it for generations and generations that aren't these big names. And also there's Cremants, which are outside of France and Cava's from Spain and like Prosecco. So there's all so many different types of sparkling wine. And so I really want people to understand what they like, how they can replicate it and find it in, in stores and really find something that's drinkable to them and makes them feel more inclusive in that way. So yeah. that's really important for me to, for people to come in and understand it in a little different way, but also for our non-drinking friends, um, also have mocktails, trying to have a much larger array than you would see at any other type of restaurant or even brewery, anything like that, because I think I want it to be inclusive in that way for yes. people to come in and to connect and to talk and to meet people without feeling like they get their Diet Coke or club soda and that's all they got. Definitely will have that as well. And in regards to other types of events, oh my gosh, I want to do things like silly, like a good Mamma Mia sing along. Oh my and God. I think, there. Gonna, I think that I, that's what I'll have as my New Year's themed parties, like musicals, uh, like where we just play musicals all night long and get real nerdy. Like yes. I'm here for it. Can people rent out this space? Oh heck yeah, they can. Um, so we have a capacity of 150 people um, in the space. It could be rented out. Uh, I want to host rehearsal dinners and even if it's the wedding dinner yes. that they have, um, I always go to, let's go for a good divorcee party. You know, we got to celebrate the stuff, you know, like all the, all the Absolutely. things, the promotions, not just bridal showers or baby showers. Yeah. It's like, I want all the pieces to it and just the things that we forget to celebrate that we need to. So really give it a place for people to know where they can come and they're going to have a great time and they're really going to be celebrated for any of those accomplishments. It's so good. I literally can't wait. Like I have this vision in my head from everything you've said because I've only seen the rough like construction pictures. Mm -hmm. So I can just imagine the indoor outdoor I think has to be one of the things I'm most excited about. Mm -hmm. Again, like you said, I mean, it's North Carolina. So in February, it could be snowing or it could be 70 degrees. So it's so nice having the indoor outdoor. For sure. And people being able to have access to rent spaces like mm -hmm. that. So then they don't have to do things at their house. And they also don't have to spend tens of thousands of dollars that they don't have to rent a big Absolutely. space. So The thing that I love about our space, and it was the thing that just absolutely sold me on it, one entire wall for the most part is trifold doors. So those can oh, fully wow. open. So it's, 
it, it gives this great indoor outdoor feel where even if you're outside, you're not really missing what's going on outside. But I, I really think it creates just such a cool environment. And even when it is cooler, like those doors will be open and it'll, it'll be such a fun place to sit and, um, have a glass of wine, have a mocktail, come for a little Sunday brunch and mm-hmm. mimosa flight, you know? Nice. Well, I can't wait to come personally. I I'm counting down the days. So how can people follow you, find out more? This will probably air at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. So RBF should be open by then. I really hope so. Yes. <laughs> Cross fingers. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, uh, sh- at show me your RBF. And our website for the wine bar itself is rbf.wine. I know, confusing, no.com. No, uh, that's good. So uh, those are two places you can find us. And if we have a different handle at that point, it'll be released. But those are going to be where you can find all our information, what really who we are, what we're all about, menus, events, all the all the good stuff coming up. Perfect. And we'll link to all that here on the podcast as well so people can click over. But thank you so much for stopping in today. Thank you so much. And we'll have to do a live taping. Once (gasps) you're open, come in and we'll actually, this will be the talking before and then we can be there in the after. I'm here for it. Yes, let's do it. Perfect. Well, that was so much fun. As Tiffany mentioned, if you want to find RBF, head over to rbf.wine or follow on Instagram at showmeyourrbf. And a few ways to follow Women's Social Club. One, you can subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast app. And two, you can visit thewomensocialclub.co and find the community that's closest to you. If there's nothing close to you, please let us know. And third, follow us on social media where you'll find clips of this podcast as well as Women's Social Club's events throughout the country. We're at Women's Social Club on both Instagram and TikTok and at The Women's Social Club on Facebook. This podcast is edited and produced by Earphones. I'm Hannah Weisberg. On behalf of everyone at The Women's Social Club, we can't wait to welcome you into our sisterhood. We'll see you again soon with the next episode.